Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a pleasure to have you on the program, His Word, where we read the Word of God, get together and get what the Lord is saying to us. We are created for God, by God, for His purpose. I believe the message will change you as you listen to Brother Muzi Gaisetube as he shares the Word of God. Jesus in the book of Luke chapter 8, when you read from verse 1 down through verse 15, he talks about the soils, four types of of soils that defined every spectrum or the spectrum of the children of the people that can be found in the house of God. And as it defines that, he brings out the different challenges or the different shapes that each of the shape of the soils can come in form. I mean, the different forms, the different forms of soils in which the different uh, Christians can actually manifest. And he's saying, in the end, there is one that he finds as good. And when he explains what he means by that good, you can see. That that is the type of soil which is interested in. And indeed, when you see the Bible throughout the New Testament, it speaks about shaping and perfecting that type of soil that Jesus finds as the good soil. Hallelujah. From verse 1 down through verse 15 of chapter 8 of the book of Luke. The Bible says soon afterwards he was traveling from one town and village to another, preaching and telling the good news to the other kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and some, and also some were, were women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses. Mary called Magdalene. Seven demons had come out of her. Joanne, the wife of Shuza, Herod's steward, Susanna, and many others who were supporting them from their position. As the large crowd was gathered, was gathering, and the people were flocking to him from time from town everywhere, he said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed. As he was sowing, some fell along the path. It was trapped on, it was trampled on, and the birds of the sky ate it up. Other seeds fell on the rock. When it sprang up, it withered since it lacked moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. Still other seed fell on good ground where when it sprang up it produced a crop hundred times what was sown. As he said this, he called out anyone As he said, and as he said this, he called out, Anyone who has ears to hear should listen. Then the disciples asked him, What does the parable mean? So he said, The secrets of the kingdom of God have been given for you to know, but to the rest it is in parables, so that looking they may not see and hearing 
they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. The seeds along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts. So they may not be so they may not believe and be saved. And the seeds on the rock are those who, when they hear, welcome the word with joy. Having no root, these believe for a while and depart in a time of testing. As for the seed that fell among the thorns, these are the ones who, when they have heard, go on their way and are choked with worries and riches as well as pleasures of life and produce no moisture or sorry and produce no mature fruit but the seed in the good soil these are the ones who having heard the word with an honest and good heart hold on to it and by enduring bear fruits hallelujah so we have four types of soil here that Jesus is bringing up. Sometimes when I'm looking through the scripture, I always want to understand why we have certain verses preluding certain texts in the Bible. I found that it becomes so relevant to have the women that were supplying and supporting the ministry of Jesus and his disciples mentioned before these type of souls are mentioned. These are people that have been taken from the place of suffering into the kingdom of God and they transformed to find it so important to support this kingdom or to support the message of this kingdom. Some of these people or one of these people as mentioned in the scripture had been delivered from demons. This person came up and followed Jesus Christ and started supporting from possession. Another one had been healed who was coming from the place of rule or from the, from the space, the surroundings of ruling. That were people that were leading the, the times at that time. People of repute, people of integrity, people that were dignified. She came out and she was supporting. So why? These are the people that make the different types of people that we find. As we are here, we are coming from many walks. Others have gone through different systems and challenges with so many testimonies. But we've come together to understand what Jesus wants us to do. And we've come here to actually say we want to walk with you, O oh God. And we want to serve you. We are similar to these women. Sometimes we find ourselves actually participating with our possession to give support to the work of God. Hallelujah. So we are not different to these times. So we are not different to these times. That makes it much relevant for us to actually understand that this scripture refers to us. Now when Jesus now starts talking about this scripture, he mentioned the different types of soils. And the first one that it starts with, it starts with a path, a very useful instrument for any community, the path. 
It could be that the fields of this farmer set next to the path, or the vice versa, this path set next to the field of this farmer. So as the farmer in the past, we don't know about planters. But in the past, when you see videos and pictures, you'll see that the farmer would sprinkle. They would throw out their seeds into the field. Hence, all these dimensions, some of these seeds will be falling onto the ground. It's exactly what the Bible says. I mean, what it does when we share the scripture. We are actually throwing out the word of God to everybody that is listening. That's why in verse 9, it says, These secrets of the kingdom of God have been given for you to know, but to the rest it is in parables, so that also even though they may hear, they will not understand. Even though they may see, they will not, sorry, even though, yes, they may, even though they will be looking, they may not see. Basically, the, the scripture is saying, it is for everybody that is ready to take it as a challenge. The scripture is being thrown to us. But God, for some reason, Jesus, I mean, Jesus, for some reason, explains that these people will not understand the scripture. He obscures it. It's similar to today. People are in the house of God, but they, they don't understand that they represent these souls that are supposed to be useful in the kingdom of God. Now, when the seed fell into the ground or into the path, the Bible says, the Bible says, this was trampled on. So it means the walkers, the people that were using that path, could not even recognize the seed. They just walked on top of it. And the birds of the heavens, as they were flying around, because it never hit the soil, that was necessary for the seed to even attach. And then the birds picked the seed and they flew away. They ate it all. Verse 5. They ate it all. From now, I think you will be judging yourself or gauging yourself. Does your heart allow some roots to develop from the seed that God is planting in your heart? Some of these birds could be issues of this life, fears of this life, challenges of this life. They pick the way they throw it away from your heart. You walk around empty. You concentrate on other things. You don't have time to actually grasp and receive the scripture. As the second one, it says, the second one is the rocky ground. It attached. But as it was attaching, the soil was shallow. It didn't have enough soil to bring out the roots that are supposed to sustain the crop to the time of fruiting. It could not develop roots enough to even bring it to the point where it can root. To me, that represents a child of God who is sitting in the house of God, receiving, knowing, but not generating anything. 
you are shallow, you allow the word of God to come, you will recite it, but it doesn't generate the roots that will make you fruits. Hallelujah. Still there's another side. Yet there's another one. There's another a type of soil. Yet there's another one, which was stones. This one was good enough. I think being a farmer, I know. That normally where there are thorns, usually the soil is good. Usually where there are thorns, usually the the soil is good. This seed fell onto that ground. And indeed the soil was was good. But as as the seed was growing, it grew up together with the thorns. And the thorns choked it and it eventually died. That should tell us about how fragile the word of God is. If you allow other things to grow within, together with the word of God, it sometimes is easy for the word of God to actually dry up. It's squeezed out and it dies. Because it needs to be supported. This soil may be good, but if around this soil there are thorns that grow along, that suffocates the word of God. Hallelujah. This is this one is fundamental. You represent a good soil, but you, you allow other things to germinate and compete with this crop that the Lord is planting in your heart. These are things that could be of interest to you. You don't want to move out and be in a space where you are fully cultivated. You allow other things to germinate. Other things to survive around the seed that has been planted. So that you can have a choice between life and no life. To me, this typifies a child of God who will be saved but will not move out from the common life that they've been saved from. They will allow other things to become important equally as the word of God. Actually, as we read the description here, the one that fell, verse 14 says, as for the seed that fell among the thorns, these are the ones when they have heard, they go away and then they choked by worries. Sometimes even success unfortunately, riches and pleasures of the life and produce no mature fruit. They'll be growing but no mature fruit. When you look at this type of crop that will grow among thorns, sometimes it will even re-navigate and to be avoided, it will try to navigate and avoid the thorns just to try and get life. Sometimes it will shoot out if it's strong enough to shoot out to be the, the, the tallest among the thorns. But yet still, it will fail to give the fruit that it's supposed to. This is the type of soil that is not good enough in the kingdom of God. It's not good enough in the kingdom of God. And then Jesus says, still, verse 8, still other seed fell on good ground. And when it sprang up, it produced a crop hundred times what it was sown. I love this sort. I mean this soil. Because it becomes a very important type of soil in the kingdom of God. If there are any types of soil that should be preserved in the house of God, 
These are the good soils that will allow for the crop that have fallen onto them to grow and yield multiple fold. Now, these are the soils that will allow rain. They will retain rain as they receive it. They retain the rain and they allow the rain to soften the soil and the nutrients to move across along with the rains and they will produce growth to the seed. Hallelujah. And these, but the seed in good ground, these are the ones who having heard the word of God with an honest and good heart. I underline this honest and good heart. These are people who are genuine. If you say, I want you, Lord, you're saying, I want you, Lord. You come to the house of God, you are prepared to listen to God. And when you hear the word of God, you reflect on the word of God for your life to improve. Once you have reflected in the word of God, anything that the word of God has pinpointed for correction, for adoption, you actually cogitate that and actually let it to inspire you you digest it so that it feeds your body, your spiritual body, so that you can germinate the crop, the fruits that are required. This is a profound type of soil because this soil is the one that is able to remit life to other types of soil. The Bible talks about this type of soil that when it produces the fruit, the fruit it comes in a hundredfold. And as it comes to the dead fruit, then will feed others. I like the scripture when I read the book of, uh, of Hebrews, chapter seven, chapter 6, verse 7. Actually, let's read from verse 4 to, chapter, to verse 8. The Bible says, For it is impossible to renew the repentance. Sorry. For it is impossible to renew to repentance those who were once enlightened who tasted the heavenly gift, became companions with the Holy Spirit, tasted goods, I mean God's good word, and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away because to their own harm they are re-crucifying the Son of God and holding him up to contempt. For ground, this one, for ground that has drunk the rain, that has often fallen on it, and that produces vegetation useful to those it is cultivated for, receives a good blessings, blessing from God. But it is, I mean, if it produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and about to be cursed and will be buried, I'm sorry, and will be burned at the end. Hallelujah. But it is impossible, I mean, if it produces thorns and thistles, it is worthless and about to be cursed and will be burned at the end. So we're talking about this good soil. This scripture begins by saying that there are people who have actually tasted and then they've backslidden. He said, be careful of those people because it is very difficult. In fact, it is saying it is impossible for them. Once you've tasted the goodies, in the walk with the Spirit. For those people then who have backslidden, 
to come back and actually get them to the force that they were before. Because the Bible takes them to be re-crucifying the Son of God. But now it comes to the good soil. It says there's a blessing for this soil that when it receives, it yields good crop. It yields good fruits. Hallelujah. I've taken some time to look at what we do when we cultivate. First of all, you turn the soil and you break it, basically you break the ground, you turn it upside down. You pick what is above, you put it inside. And what was under, you bring it up. You expose the under into the sign, into the rain. But if the soil is good, it will receive that sun and receive the rain and convert it into growing nutrients that will bring out a growing crop and a fruiting crop. It is the soil. If you look at this figure, figure that God is talking about, or the Bible is talking about, it is actually emphasizing that as you live as a child of God, you belong to the farmer. You are the farm. You don't belong to yourself. He is the one who tilts and takes what is good to the eye and pushes it under and takes what is bad or what looks, what doesn't look good brings it up so that it produces the fruit. Are you with me? So as a child of God, there may be things that you are looking for or that you are looking at and you believe are good for you. Are you with me? You believe these things are good for you and you are comfortable in them. That's what the soil will be. It will have grown some grass, maybe some trees and everything. It's comfortable. Even when the rain sometimes come, it can't, the soil can't even be washed away. It's natural, that's what we normally called it. But when this farmer comes, things have to change. Hallelujah. Because this farmer has an objective. Are you with me? This farmer has a purpose for the soil. Last week we learned that you count in the eyes of God. In other words, God has a purpose for you to exist. Have you ever started to understand why you have escaped death-threatening situations and you are alive today. Why? Because there's a purpose for your life. And this farmer will tilt the soil when it's supposed to be tilted because there's a fruit that he wants from that soil. And then he will throw in some seed onto that soil. Hallelujah. You know, some of this seed, when you are a child of God, it may not come as the word of God. It will come as situations that will teach you what a good soil should do. The expectation is for that soil to produce a good fruit. You know, when the rain comes, it washes away, it dampens, it softens, it does everything. So does some of the crops. You know, when the crops, um, the, the plants grow, the soil doesn't choose when it is weed. It doesn't choose what type of soil should, I mean, what, what type of tree should grow. But when the farmer is purposeful, he will weed what is wrong and leave what is good because this soil is good enough. Now the Bible is saying once this soil receives in the book of Hebrews chapter 7, I mean chapter 6 verse 7, it is the, this ground after drinking 
the water. After receiving the purpose of God. It says this rain has often fallen on it. And it produces vegetation. The vegetation that it produces is useful. Is useful to those it is cultivated for. Hallelujah. Now, this crop that this good soil is supposed to produce, this fruit that is supposed to be produced by this good soil, is not for the it's not for the crop itself. It is for the farmer to use. Maybe the farmer would like to feed his family. The farmer would like to produce manure out of it. The farmer would like to produce juice out of this crop. I'm thinking of many crops here. You have maize. The farmer would want to do to have mealy for his family. You have grapes. The farmer would want to do wine for his friends and other, for the business. The farmer would want to do spinach and everything. I'm just making examples. It could be a fruit that is good for oil, olive oil. As long as this farmer has a purpose, he will allow the right crop to germinate from this soil. Hallelujah. But one thing that is critical is for this soil to produce something that is useful to him, to the farmer. Once that seed, that fruit is, is, is useful to the farmer, that soil has achieved its purpose, the good soil. Hallelujah. Because it has achieved the purpose of the farmer. And it's saying, this soil then receives blessings from the, farm, from the farmer. I like to see this because I'm a farmer myself. When I've planted something, I know I've treated my soul and it produces the food that feeds my family. I'm always happy. I have a garden at my house. And every time when I'm feeding from that garden with my wife, there's always good comments from us about the garden, about the crops that we're plucking out of the garden, about the fruits of the tomatoes that we've picked up. Because we are what? We're excited. This is, the, this is your objective as a child of God. To excite the farmer about your life. Receive the crops. Receive the plants, the seed. And grow to germinate the fruit that will help the farmer to celebrate. Hallelujah. So it means, in other words, in your way as you walk, the farmer becomes interested in what comes out for his kingdom to benefit. Hallelujah. And then when we look the, when we read the book of Galatians, chapter five, from verse twenty-two to 20, twenty-three, it talks about the fruits now that we can expect from a child of God. He mentions that the fruits that we can have, they come so diverse. And when you look around, there are fruits that we get in summer. Others we get in winter. Some come in spring. Others they come also in autumn. But there's a fruit for every season. Because God knows that the farmer knows that uh, for every season I must achieve something. I've always looked at uh, 
It took me time to notice this. But every time when we're approaching winter, we start having lemons, uh, oranges, even other, other type of fruits that are said to be good, even vegetables, that are said to be good with vitamins, very rich with vitamin C. Why? Because our bodies as the human beings will require vitamin C to protect against the colds and flu. And that's a season designed by God. We are already picking as we are approaching summer, autumn, winter. We're in autumn now. As we are approaching the winter, we've started seeing oranges here and there. That is a farmer. That he expects that this soil will produce the right seed, the right food for the season. And sometimes when I'm approaching December, that's when we see, I always call them happy fruits, the sweet fruits, because they are for relaxing, they are lovely. When you eat them, you get excited. Sugar excites you. You need the energy because it is sunny. You might end up getting lazy because you are overpowered by the temperatures. But these sugary fruits will give you the energy to drive around, to move around. They are good for the season. This is what God expects from us. So the book of Galatians chapter chapter 5 verse 22, it's saying, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control, and against such things, there is no law. Against such things, there is no law. These are things that may look so simple, but if we will understand that joy is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, it is a fruit that is expected by the farmer from the crop that grows from this good soil. Kindness is a fruit that should come from this crop in the good soil. All of them, as I've, been mentioned, as, as I've mentioned them. My question is to ask, what type of a soil are you? Are you able to bring the right crop out to bring the fruit in the season? If you understand that you are a good soil, Are the fruits that you produce useful to the farmer that you can refer people to your garden, to you as the garden? When the family is hungry, can these farmers send their people to you as a garden? Can they eat tomatoes because it's time for tomatoes? Or they will find thorns. Will they eat the kindness that they expect when they need kindness? Will they find the gentleness that they will receive when they need gentleness? It's a challenge I want to throw to us. Can we take time and reflect? What crop do I produce for the farmer? It's not for you. It's for the farmer. So in other words, when you bring the kindness, you can't benefit from your kindness. But other people that have been sent by the farmer to you should benefit from you. I hope you are getting the mathematics here. Our life is not for our own. We live for this farmer 
so that he can send people to us. Sometimes this farmer will send people who are hungry. There are many examples that I can use. But you'll have your own experiences. Sometimes yours, the fruit that will be expected from you, is endurance. Jesus said, the careful and good soil received this seed. And with endurance, it produced good fruits. A hundredfold. Endurance is a fruit of the Spirit. Sometimes we are shaken heart. But this endurance, think about what happens to a crop. Sometimes we are sleeping in the warm houses. The crop is exposed to ice, to snow outside. Sometimes it is hailstone. The crop is outside and the soil is receiving it. Sometimes it is very hot. The crop is outside. It doesn't have a room to hide. Endurance. The Lord may look for endurance from you. Let that one be your challenge. Produce the good fruit even there. Hallelujah. I want to leave this as a challenge to us. May God bless the redeemer as well.